Session 332 Chapter 3 Verse 10 Indeed, those who disbelieve, neither their possessions nor their children will be of any use against God. The disbelievers will be fuel for the fire. Chapter 3, verse 10 In the previous verse, the believers affirm their faith in God's promise. Our Lord, you will gather all people on the day of which there is no doubt. God never breaks His promise. Chapter 3, verse 9 But why? Why the resurrection and the gathering? We answer that as believers, we follow God's book and have full faith even in the parts of the Qur'an that are not entirely clear to us. We do our best to curb our whims in honor of God's teachings and we supplicate the Lord to keep our feet firm on His path. We do all of this out of love for our Lord and hope for success on the last day. As for the disbelievers, they hope that life ends at death, and they claim that all talk about resurrection and the hereafter is a fantasy. But deep down, all humans know that this universe has a creator. It is part of the human instinct. God says, do you think we had created you in vain and that you would not be brought back to us? Chapter 23, verse 115 So why do many people dismiss the hereafter? We answer that people who want to follow their desires and not abide by any rules know that their deeds would not save them. Thus, the most comfortable thought is the thought that there will be no accountability. However, even such people fancy themselves with the idea that, even if they are wrong about resurrection, they have insurance. There is something that could save them that day, maybe their lineage or vast wealth. Just as money and connections are the ticket to power in this world, maybe they can be used to buy favors in the hereafter. God answers, Indeed, those who disbelieve, neither their possessions nor their children will be of any use against God the disbelievers will be fuel for the fire. Chapter 3, verse 10 The phrase, will be of any use, is translated from the Arabic origin, tochni. The root, rena, is often used for wealth and riches. But the true meaning is much deeper. To be rich, or rani, means to be free of need and fully independent from others. Today, every day, and on the day of judgment, the one true Rani is Allah. He has no needs. As for wealth and children, they will neither benefit anyone nor fulfill any of the dire needs on the day of judgment. There is no one in power but Allah, and paradise is not for sale. The disbelievers at the time of the Prophet used to claim that since God has given them wealth and children in this world, He must be pleased with them and will grant more in the hereafter. They looked at God's bounty as a sign of approval. God answers, Let not the prosperous dealing of the unbelievers in the land deceive you. This is only a brief enjoyment, after which hell will be their home, a miserable resting place. Chapter 3, 
verses 196 and 197. And in another chapter, We tempt you with evil and with good as a trial, and to us you will return. Chapter 21, verse 35 Allah created means in this world for people to work and excel. The believer and the disbeliever alike are governed by the same means. If you work the land, plant seeds and take care of your crops, you will have a good yield. If you study hard and work hard, you will earn a good living regardless of your faith. But the matter is different in the hereafter. No one will possess any means and all matters are in God's hands. He says, The day when they will come out and nothing about them will be concealed from God. To whom belongs all control today? To God, the One, the All-Powerful. Chapter 40, verse 16 In this world, people live in varying levels of luxury according to their means, efforts, and circumstances. In the hereafter, you are no longer dependent on means, effort, or circumstance. Rather, as a believer, you are under the care of the Creator of means and circumstances. As soon as you think of something in paradise, it will come to you. As for the disbelievers, all the wealth and children that preoccupied them away from God in this life will not avail them in the hereafter. God says, The desert Arabs who stayed behind will say to you, We were busy with our property and our families. Ask forgiveness for us. But they say with their tongues what is not in their hearts. Say, Whether it is God's will to do you harm or good, who can intervene for you? No. God is fully aware of everything you do. Chapter 48, verse 11 The verse ends with, The disbelievers will be fuel for the fire. Isn't that the greatest loss and the most severe torment? Those who are punished in fire fuel the fire with their flesh. It is the revenge of the flesh against its owner. How, you may ask? We answer that each cell that forms the body of the disbeliever is a believing cell. The cells of the disbeliever believe in God, and the atoms of the sinner are obedient to God. The tongue that utters the words of disbelief curses its owner while doing it. Likewise, the hand that steals does so while cursing its owner. But on the day of judgment, all control belongs to God. Even your body parts will no longer be subject to your will. They will be witnesses against their owner of the evils he or she used to commit. Let's clarify with an example. Suppose there was a battalion of soldiers. Each soldier must listen to and implement the commands of the battalion's ranking officer, even if he strongly disagrees and thinks the order is wrong. But when the unit returns to base and the soldiers meet with the general, they complain about the poor leadership of their commander. Similarly, Allah put your body parts under your control, whatever you choose to do. But if you choose to do wrong, keep in mind that your body parts will tell on you when you are returned to God the Creator. He says, And the day when the enemies of God will be raised up and gathered for the fire. They will be driven in arrays. Until when they reach it, their ears and their eyes and their skins will bear witness against them as to all that they did. They will say to their skins, Why did you testify against us? And their skins will reply, God, who gave speech to everything, has given us speech. 
It was He who created you the first time, and to Him you have been returned. You did not think to shield yourselves from your hearing, sight, and skin testifying against you, and you thought that God would never know much of what you did. So were the thoughts you entertained about your Lord that led to your ruin, and you became losers. Chapter 41, verses 19-23 through 23. The prophet, peace be upon him, said, Convey my teachings to the people, even if it is only a single verse. Please take a moment to subscribe and to share with your family and friends. Visit us at www.qurangarden.com.